Hi, David Dennis here. Before we get started on today's podcast, I wanted to take just a moment to invite all the men listening to join us at our annual Kansas Navigator Spring Men's Retreat. This will be at the beautiful Crosswind Conference Center in Heston, Kansas, on Friday evening and Saturday, April 12 and 13, 2024. Our speaker this year is Mr. James Carter, the Ministry Director for the Kansas City Navigators. James is an excellent and dynamic speaker and will be addressing the topic, Making Disciples Like Jesus. Now, there is limited seating available, so be sure to sign up today at the link in the show notes. Complete information on the retreat will be found on our website at kansasnavs.org forward slash conferences. That's kansasnavs.org forward slash conferences. You won't want to miss this wonderful time of great fellowship, food, fun, and encouragement from God's Word. See you in Heston. Discipleship must be seen in the context of the body of Christ, in the context of the local church. In this second of six episodes, Dr. Don Davis fleshes out more about what this means. Hi, I'm David Dennis with the Kansas Communities Ministry of the Navigators. I'm so happy you've joined us for this very interesting and important topic. Just what is the role of the local church in making disciples, and how can TUMI, the Urban Ministry Institute, help? Yeah, for, for us, uh, to make, to, to train a disciple uh, means that essentially uh, uh, evangelism and discipleship are precursors to body life. And so if you really think about body life, I, I'm a Christian. Uh, it's not conceivable for me to be a believer, a member of the body of Christ and not be attached. Now, I must admit, I am a Protestant, not a Catholic, uh, in my view, which means that uh, fundamentally, I do believe that we can be connected to our Lord as Lord. We can confess our faith in the gospel. We are united to Christ by the Spirit. Uh, we should be baptized and be a- aligned with his purposes in a Christian community. But for me, discipleship cannot be uh, detached from that life in the body and through the body to the world. So to me, to me is just taking that very, very seriously. We are, we provide seminary level training for Christian workers uh, all over the world. But, and, but for us, we only have a single uh, uh, representational sort of application. I mean, for our students to become a member of Tumi, they have to prove that they are part of a body under the care of a pastor. Now, this, is, this doesn't sound very radical, but it's very radical. I have a Ph.D. in religion from the University of Iowa School of Religion. I did my B.A. and M.A. at Wheaton College and Grad School. I don't think I was asked a single time at my dear alma mater at Wheaton if, if I were a part of a church or not. <laughs> if I had the money and I was brilliant enough and I could do the work, then I can matriculate through the BA in biblical studies, my, my MA in systematics here in the grad school. I took, I've taken hundreds of hours of formal training in the Bible and theology. But none of my professors said, Don, look, you can't be a disciple, right? Unless you are a member of, of a body uh, in good fellowship under a pastor and, and leaders, elders who know you and can vouch for you. You're not a predator. You're not crazy. <laughs> uh, so, 
that is for us, that's the only reference form we demand of all of our students. They must be home to a church under the care of a pastor. And quite literally, their training, our training is a complementary on that. We, we aren't surrogate pastors. We can't take the place of Christian community. So, but if there is a disciple of Jesus who is in a, an assembly, who wants to grow, who, who wants to identify their gifts, who wants to be a gospel worker, who wants to be a Christ follower and, and, and live out their faith with their family and friends and associates, we will welcome them on recommendation of their, their leaders. And that even applies to those, those students that we have in prison. Uh, all of our students even in prison have to be vouched for by the chaplain or the church inside. It's just, for us, we're sort of aggressively anal about the idea you cannot be a disciple unless you are in Christian community. Now, that's, that's just simply not a norm in many of our churches. There are many people who who believe they can be a Christian with their favorite musics online, their their avatar, they can sort of digitally access things. We don't believe that. Uh, we are we are unequivocal. To be a member of the body of Christ, to be a, a follower of Christ, you must be linked in some tangible, organic way with real Christian assembly. You must be under pastoral care and nurture. You must be in community with other believers. And so all of our training sort of assumes that. And uh, I think it's one of the reasons why we've had so much success in the training that we've done. We've had hundreds and hundreds of graduates. Many of them have gone on to plant churches, start new ministries. But all of them, every one of our students in our whole global network is connected to a healthy assembly under pastoral care. Great, great. Makes sense. And it's probably runs counter yeah. to much of the Western mindset, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that's great. It's just, yeah. it's, it's tragic to yeah. me. It's tragic, especially in the way we've alienated and splintered so much of our own following of Christ in, in our low, low church Protestant circles. Mm. Um, we, we've divided individual faith is so splintered now that I have my Bible, my music, my doctrine, my ideas, and we sort of cobble together some sort of home, homegrown faith that really oftentimes doesn't have any integral connection to Christian community, and we call that faith, and I'm just, I believe in the ancient faith. I do. I think that there, uh, there's only one church. There's only ever been one church, and that church is uh, connected. Real, real following of Christ must be connected to historic faith. Amen. To me. Now let's let's get into some of the nuts and bolts of it. We don't want to go into a great detail, but if you can tell us a little bit about yeah. the curriculum, what that looks like, how long yeah. it takes, just some some practical things about it. Yeah, we we are essentially the Home Depot, the old model of <laughs> theology. Uh, you, you can do it. We can help. <laughs> <laughs> essentially, essentially all real training. If I am right, let's say for the sake of argument that I am right, that real disciples are made uh, in the context of Christian, Christian community under legitimate spiritual authority, then, then those who are gifted in the church, pastors, 
teachers, prophets, evangelists, apostles, those, those of us who have gifts in the church, and all the inputs and the, and, the, and the training that takes place in the church, that's the key to discipleship. What we have done is created a battery of, of many, many resources. Our premier curriculum is called the Capstone Curriculum. It's a seminary level, it's 16 modules. Uh, they're modules, not courses. You can take any, any, co- any module in any order, sort of like the New Testament. I don't have to take Romans before I read John or look at Colossians before I look at First Peter. Uh, depending on the needs of the, the, the students, those modules can be placed in any order, and all of them are built on a Nicene creedal theology. In other words, the one document in all of Christendom, quite literally, Catholicism, Eastern Orthodoxy, all, all forms of Protestantism and, and Anglicanism, the one document we all agree to is historically valid is the Nicene Creed. I mean, none of us re- reject that. I mean, even the most sectarian groups. And so our capstone curriculum and all of our tuning curriculums are built on a Nicene creedal theology. In other words, we, we do believe uh, unequivocally in the scriptures and, and, and the, the, the Nicene Creed, which has the sort of historic orthodox doctrines that we would all recognize Jesus is alive. He died, actually died, rose again. He will come back visibly, bodily. Those sort of big ideas, Christianity. All of our curricula are built on that and designed to help a Christian pastor, a worker, a church multiplier to 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 be equipped in the basics of the Christian faith. In other words, uh, uh, we we work with a number of denominations, uh, dozens of them, largely because we do defend the ancient historic Orthodox faith, which is, in my judgment, very practical. We we don't just have seminary level. We we cover the entire spectrum from the the brand a brand new Christian, a seeker, uh, evangelistic tools to things that, that, that could easily, you could call for those pastors who have been involved in ministry and, and church planning for a long time. We have a whole division of resources related to missions, church planning, evangelism, and discipleship. So essentially, our resource catalog, which is literally in the hundreds, covers uh, the entire spectrum of the Christian life, from brand new Christian to to church planner, pastor, uh, even even those who who lead uh, assemblies of churches. So we have a broad spectrum of resources. The, probably the one thing that connects them all is that the clientele that we serve are broke. They don't have anything. A prisoner uh, on, on, in, a, in a good prison makes twenty five cents an hour. Uh, all of our materials are affordable. Everything is oriented from oral learners to those who can't read. You can matriculate through our curriculum uh, and not and be an oral learner. And yet, uh, our our premier curriculums we have a, a, a formal academic partnerships 
with a number of different accredited seminaries. So you can, you can come to our uh, seminary level material. You can matriculate through that orally. And when you're done, you can cash your certificate in for Fuller uh, Seminary or NIAC or uh, Tabor College. We, we, have, we have 14 different academic partners, all of them uh, accept our credit uh, as credit. We're deliberately non-accredited. Uh, by doing that, I could take an eighth grade educated pastor from East LA and train them. Mm. Uh, uh, you can't do that. Well, I always kid my, my students. I could raise someone from the dead and not be admitted to Fuller. <laughs> <laughs> you have to have the money. Yeah. You have to have the academic background. If you don't, you can't get into our Association of Theological Schools. They're, they're not, there's no conspiracy. They just aren't oriented to people who are poor or don't read well or don't have good academics. What an exciting vision, reaching the urban poor, including those in prisons, with seminary training even for those who are not able to read. Dr. Davis has a tremendous vision for this ministry. I've included some links in the show notes about Tumi if you'd like more information. Next time, we'll hear some amazing stories about how God has used and is using Tumi in discipling people, including a very inspiring story about a Mexican drug lord who was totally transformed through the power of Jesus Christ. I know you won't want to miss this next episode with Dr. Davis on Making Disciples Naturally. The views expressed on this podcast are those of the speakers and are not necessarily the views of the navigators, nor of the Kansas Communities Ministry. Thank you for listening.